Hello, and welcome to the Surplus Geek Podcast. I'm Jake, and I am joined once again by Bailey. Hey, thanks for having me back on. Of course. Uh, so today, we're going to do kind of a weird podcast, because it's a podcast, and we are going to talk about stuff that is kind of visual, but it's all right. We'll figure it out. Um, so today, we're going to talk about kind of uh, like the things to think about when you're going to display your mass for photographing. So we've to put it online, to put it on Instagram, for instance, and stuff. And the things that we've picked up on our way of doing it, and obviously these are all opinions, and you can do it whatever you want. This is just us trying to give out some tips and tricks, I guess, to the trade. It's kind of like a uh, learn, adapt, and overcome situation. Yes. Because at first, you're just not going to have the adequate supplies, I suppose, and have the resources to actually purchase or obtain the kind of things that you want to display, like let's just say your mask, your uniform, or whatnot, even rucksacks in a way. Yeah, which I'm in trouble with right now. <laughs> but um, yeah, rucksacks are very dif- difficult to display. Cause, yeah, especially if you have stuff in them. Yep. So, with all the things we're going to talk about, I guess it's it's going to be like I said, it's going to be difficult because we're talking about visual items. So you just going to have to deal with the lack of visual cues or vi- visual. Um, things but we're gonna we're gonna break down and talking about backgrounds backdrops uh lighting angles uh camera equipment and what you can use to do that i didn't even think about that that's an added one right there and uh mannequins head head mannequin things you know the uh dress forms turntables and then even like handcrafted items and then budgeting a little bit too because you don't have to spend a lot of money but we'll get into that um so to start uh kick it off i guess we'll talk about backdrops and backgrounds because like i use uh, a natural white sheet back you know a proper setup and stuff but you actually have a nice on top of your like uh dresser, dresser yeah yeah with a white wall or light grayish but it comes yeah. up as white in the photos i actually um didn't really have a proper way of displaying or having a proper background as per se but at first, I started with like a few masks on my styrofoam head to show off what I actually collected and wanted to show off. And it was on a styrofoam head, put the mask on, put the accessories like the uh, carrier and whatnot. And I think I put on a helmet and a few of them for what I've had. Like Yeah, you do, yep. A generation, like let's just say World War II mask, I put on an M1 steel helmet. Um, World War One, World War II, uh, World War One interwar period. In 1917 a1 or tried to at least like a, yeah like a you know kettle helmet well you, you try know, to yeah like you attempt to match it up with something that's period correct i try okay yeah. guys yeah <laughs> but yeah so i had that then the background was on top of the dresser like the white background but i had books i had a whole display of books as that and i didn't really like it because it didn't give me that much space to actually properly display and show off what it looked good for the smaller items yeah like i said yeah. small items but i had some of the masks i have have like a lot of accessories Mm -hmm. so it was kind of hard for me enough as to display them properly so i started just right now i'm actually am breaking down i'm just taking a picture of the mask and helmet let's just say and the next you know picture of it will be like the accessories that might have been included or what i can fit onto the camera angle or just the picture itself then just be like another picture of like what the accessories might be included and whatnot yeah, and like uh, I, I was just thinking uh, as you were saying that, you know, if you want to do like I went out and bought a stand that has a uh, I don't even know how to describe it, just stand with a simple rod that runs across, like a curtain almost. Yeah, and you just it, just a drop cloth. But before that, 
I used uh, particle board, like poster board. The good stuff, the thicker stuff, you can get it on Amazon for pretty cheap. And um, I got that idea uh, from the MRE collecting world for their display videos because a lot of the YouTubers do that where they use a, like uh, Steve MRE, yep. 1989. Uh, he has like this cool, it's a darker gray. I used white, but it's just for contrast. But he has like a dark gray, like I want to say like a particle board or like a poster board. And it's a couple of them set up and stuff and it looks really good. It's a good, it's a good non-distracting background um so you can do that i i think you know for background backgrounds if you have a white piece of wall or a light gray you know or if you have a curtain that is nice and flat and, and iron i mean honestly that's not even a big deal if you look at my photos most of my i i can't get it to be very ironed on like to look good and stay ironed without there being creases it's usually i just kind of given up on that um but those are all things that you can do to like elevate and and again like i said if, if you can do it like you haven't spent any money on a backdrop you just cleared off your dresser oh, yeah and use the wall that's in your room yeah and uh i mean i could theoretically do it my this is like a cream like not cream but like uh i forget the word i forget the name of the paint but it's that kind of creamish white i guess i don't know uh, it's a standard it's what when you go to sell your house everyone always uses this as the i just never repainted the walls when i bought this place that's just how it is but um because you, you always want to start off with the white. We're not getting into that, but um, <laughs> it just makes it easier to repaint when you move in and stuff. Uh, but you can do those things uh, to to elevate your, you know, the show up. Because the light, and the thing is, you can do a cluttered backdrop. Because some people think you don't want to have cluttered backdrop at all. If you do it right, like you had the books, I actually like obviously from a staging perspective, it's harder for you to maneuver around and, yeah. and get and stuff. But the books looked really good. It gave a nice backdrop. It was kind of a display in its own right. And you kind of just went, you know, or like even uh, Duke's, you know, famous wooden floor backdrop. The corner. It yeah. was the corner. Yeah, the corner. It's clean. It's the same. It's consistent. You know who it is. There's something, I mean, he's switched. He, he's upgraded too. But like that style was like him for the longest time. So it, it like, it doesn't need to be an expensive thing. And again, we'll talk about budgeting later because I think, you don't have to worry about it too much. I think there's things that you want to put your budget into, <clears throat> which honestly leads into, I don't want to jump too far ahead here, but because I think backdrops, I mean, there's not much more to it than that um, that I can think of off the top of my head. Um, I've seen people do, like you said, white cloth backgrounds and stuff like that and bookcases. Um, yeah, bookcases. Walls, like shelving right units. Yeah. I'm actually using a door right now <laughs> for my Vietnam mannequin display right now. It's not too bad, but it's just like it could be better. Uh, nothing. CB uh, RN on uh, Instagram. He does his. He's got his posters in the background. He's yep. got kind of the what is it like a corkboard almost, yeah. Kind of thing going. On. That's that's what looks really good. He has good. I'm, pr- I'm pretty sure I'm thinking the right person, right? Yeah. It's yeah. Things, yeah. Yeah. He's got. He's got. Well, it's because Discord and and Instagram. Yeah, it's intertwining. Yeah, it, it's different names and stuff. But yeah, he's got a he's got a cool backdrop. That's not again. It's not. It, he actually has things in the background that don't detract. That actually add to what he's taking photos of. So, like, honestly, if you're looking to start upping your game, just start looking at other collectors. There's tons of them out there and stuff. You can get. A, I mean, if, if people do the, the the poncho liner backdrop, where or some sort of camo item in the backdrop, that one I like, but it only works for certain items. You got to be careful when it when it starts to to take away from the detail and stuff. Um, that's reason why I use white is just because you get most of the time maximum detail on the 
item you're looking at, especially gas masks, where a lot of it's uh, a darker material and stuff, yep. you lose a lot. Um, some things have been just very difficult to get a good, good uh, lighting or, or not have too much. Um, the the blacks be too deep and the white be, you know, blowing out the image and stuff. I'm not I'm not really a photography person, so I've been just learning this stuff as I go. Uh, but that goes into lighting, and I, from the beginning, um, before I even started the Instagram, and I first started thinking about this, I bought a cheap set of lights for like twenty five bucks off off Amazon, and honestly, they were garbage, <laughs> but they were a good test platform, and they were small enough to fit with the particle board because you got to think of you know I now have a a good a decent I wouldn't say good I'm eventually going to get some LED like programmable lights like things that you can change the intensity yeah. and even the hue, but um. I don't have the money for that right now. So, you know, <laughs> budgeting. But the lights I have right now, they're, they're, they're sand lights. Um, there's one right next to you. I use, uh, the thing to, to also keep in mind with lighting is uh, diffusing the light. I have uh, umbrellas, uh, light diffusing umbrellas. They're just like white material. They just help take away the harshness, I'm pretty sure. They probably illuminate the area better. Yeah, it, yeah. And you want like you don't want the shadows to be as harsh. I don't know. Again, I'm not a photography person, so I don't know 100% all this stuff, but I know like the general I haven't taken idea. photography since high school, and it's been like five years. I have no formal training. I'm just making this stuff up as I go along. I didn't do why, but <laughs> yeah. my photos somehow come up relatively nice. Some of mine do, some of mine don't. Yeah, it's difficult. Um, but and, 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 and we'll get into some of the other things, but uh, for you, you use just your room lighting, right? You don't actually have a... Natural lighting, room lighting, pretty yeah. much that's it. <laughs> yeah, natural lighting can be amazing. If you get like a good sunny day and it's coming in the right way yeah you can really use it obviously as time's going to move that lighting's going to change so you have to keep that in mind as you're if you're doing multiple photo sets uh but yeah natural lighting is a good way i have i don't really allow natural light into this room for again what we talked about in the uh preserving history episode i don't i want to try to keep everything from being sun bleached but and it's also we're on the opposite side of the sun rises so yeah the only time there's even sun on this side of the house is towards the end of the night yep or the afternoon um, but yeah, I think that lighting is very simple. You want to get, you don't have to go crazy. You can use a ring light. I mean, I'm personally not a fan of ring lights. Um, I just don't, I think they're, they're, it's a, a mono light. I use two lights projecting from both sides, uh, at like a 45 degree angle from the object cameras in the middle. And that way you get kind of eliminate the shadows. Um, and you get a decent amount of light fill, you know, on the, on the object. And and it really helps with when I do the when I do the rotating shots, which yeah. we'll get to turntables later. But um, I don't know if there's anything you want to add for lighting. Um, trying to think of something on top of my head, but like it's kind of it's kind of like just make sure that we're not experts lit. in this area, as you can tell. Yeah, well, yeah, but you know that's the whole point of this is the things that we've learned because like I don't use my office lights because they are too too uh, warm, I guess. They're just too warm. On the, yeah, you could, I guess you could say it like that. Yeah, when they come up in the camera, they come up very warm. Yeah, I could I can color correct and stuff, but I like the the uh, the cooler nature of the uh, lights that are in my my setup. So, it, for me, it produces the image that I'm looking for and stuff. Yeah. Um, I don't actually have this on the list, but we're uh, cameras. Oh yeah. We, we, we didn't. I don't know how I missed this, but cameras are huge. Mm-hmm. Obviously, um, if you're on a budget, you do what I do. If you have a good phone or a good enough phone, you know, if you have a, a newer iPhone, a newer Samsung, you're, you're set. As long as it has, as long as the software that you're using has a lot of uh, 
the ability to edit what you're looking at. Uh, not edit, I guess change the parameters of the camera. So you can change uh, how much light is coming in, uh, the white balance, you know, obviously focus. You know, sometimes sometimes autofocus is great. Sometimes you need a manual focus. Yep. Turntable shots, I have to manual focus because otherwise it will autofocus as the image, as the object turns. And it looks really funky in the video. I made that mistake in the early ones. You can actually kind of see it in some of the early early turntable shots. Um, but if you have a family member who has a good camera. Or, Which I do. Yeah, or, or just a, a decent camera. Um, use it. Take yeah. advantage of it. Um, I don't know what camera you have, but... Um, I think it's a Sony. I forget what, which one or what it is, but it's my dad's. And I just pretty much borrowed it, but now it's, I guess... Kind of kind of become yours. It's kind of my, in my possession as of now. You borrowed it for good. Yeah, air yeah. quotes. But um, yeah, it's, I mean, pretty, you know, pretty good job. Yeah, you don't need to go out there and buy a thousand dollar camera oh god i know i know the photography nerds out there are gonna be like no you have to go out there and buy the greatest camera and don't get me wrong like one day i'd like to get a professional camera to do all this uh but right now my my i have a samsung s20 uh the plus one the middle ground one uh and i i honestly it's got enough camera options it's got tons of options in its pro version of the software that comes with it um that you can do everything i do is through that I have it set up so that like I have the the white balance and all the you know there's no filters I have to run through it anymore I just turn just switch to it I'm good to go boom and I just start going and uh, I I suggest I would suggest if you have a good phone stick with your phone yeah use a bipod and your phone it yep. should be set pretty much yeah yeah you find yeah you find some sort of stand for it and stuff um you know they're like twenty thirty bucks on on Amazon or you know wherever you can find them that, that that's perfect that's all you need. I, the stand that I bought, uh, I bought 2017. I'm still using the same stand. Uh, I think I've changed just the the actual phone holder thing because the original one was kind of not good for getting... Uh, if I had to turn my phone 90 degrees and get like a different shot mm-hmm. angle, it didn't work that well. It would just fall over. Yeah. It's kind of pathetic. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, it's just... It was how it... Was how it turned how it uh locked in on the yeah. phone and it, it just wasn't that good but uh and like i was i had to get another one anyway i have three of them now because one for the teleprompter i had to get one that was lower profile but because i used my phone with my teleprompter as well so which yeah no no one knows that because i haven't done anything with it but future purposes one day one day i'll get there one day i still have some scripts to write um but yeah i think cameras are pretty obvious you know uh you don't need to go crazy it doesn't need to be 4k quality you just need to be good enough um like i don't shoot i think i shoot six uh, i shoot for instagram i shoot one by one for obvious reasons because you got to square it because instagram yeah which is annoying but i get it um but like my my camera does have a 16 by 9 4k option for shooting and i don't usually use it unless i really have to like unless i need to get the detail i think on the um the m42 that i did where i have that close-up shot of the uh the hose i think i used 16 by 9 and then i cropped it because i wanted to get the fine detail on the the date rondel but yeah, I th- the instagram cropping system is actually kind of dumb yeah the one by one is kind of annoying because it yeah. really limits you on images and stuff you really have to pull back especially for me because i'm i'm doing everything in my office yep 
So if I want to do a kit shot, which is one of the reasons why I haven't really done kit shots, and even the mannequin, doing the mannequin is extremely difficult in this office. I gotta, I actually have to raise my. Uh, the mannequin's a three fourths mannequin. We're actually getting the mannequins in a second here, but uh, I actually raise my backdrop, put it up on boxes because the mannequin's just slightly too tall to get it all in shot without getting the top of the bar that's holding onto the backdrop. Which is, and I can't lower it any further. No, you can't. It's at the bottom of its its thing, <laughs> and uh, I guess, I, and I can't stand it up on itself without the stand because it just fall over. Because there's nothing holding it. I gotta, I gotta figure out a, I gotta design something with that. Not only that, you and me are working with two different mannequins at the same time. Yeah. Well, they do have the same structure. It's the same mannequin. It just yeah. yours is a half body. Yeah. To get into mannequins, there's half body. There's no head. There's no arms. There's a whole different. There's unlimited options for mannequins for the half bodies for my half body post can people stop commenting lieutenant dan or four scum quotes <laughs> or are you too short for the army yeah i get it it's not funny so, oh it's funny the first time it's funny the first time i'm not gonna lie maybe the second time one gets repetitive after like 15 times or 20 times on the he is a shorty party. though yeah, he is a shorty yeah i mean he, to be fair i think actually honestly mine's more lieutenant dan than he's yours just, he's just built different yeah mine's more lieutenant dan than yours because mine actually has a thigh yeah, kind of. Yeah. <laughs> Lieutenant Dan did have thighs. He did have thighs. Uh, he was, I think, right below the knee or right at the knee. Um, I think right at the knee. I'm yeah, right sure. at the knee amputation. But, um, but yeah, you have options to three-fourths. Three-fourths have thighs, so you can do pants. You have full body. Yeah. Which I consider getting full body, but... It's kind of weird. It's You get into issues with, like, if you don't... If, like, I wear... I try to buy so I can wear if I need to. Yep. If I buy boots for me, it doesn't fit the mannequin. I'm not buying another pair of jungle boots, for instance, just to fit the mannequin. Yeah. You know, so it's like, uh, and, and you know, it, like with the mannequin's head, the egg head, no offense, Manny, but it's, <laughs> yeah, I do call him Manny. Um, his, the egg head, it's just, it's like kind of too big for, compared to like a standard head that you can get, like mannequin head, little form thing. It's like oddly bigger. I kind of noticed that too. It's, it's it's weird. weird. Yeah, uh, I don't know if they're trying to like have a like factor in hair with him or something. Like it's just his head is just slightly. Awkward. I don't know really. But either way, uh, for mannequins, your options are wide. They're expensive, even on the cheap end. They're expensive. If you see a store closing, jump on that. Yeah, buy get one for free because usually stores just they're either free or really cheap. Five ten bucks. I wish I would have did that. There's been a couple stores that closed recently. The last, not, not, well, a lot last of stores. Year, pretty yeah, much. last year, yeah. But it's a little harder in COVID because a lot of stores were just liquidating and then not saying anything because they can't really have people come in. Yeah. During the pandemic, but yeah, if you're if you're near a place and you know a store is closing, definitely jump on it. Check it out first, yeah. See yeah. What they got because you might be able to get a full or half or three fourths. You know, um, I recommend against getting mannequins without heads because it really limits you. So, like for instance. Uh, before I got the mannequin, I used a dress form. And it's because my girlfriend had a dress form. And I realized, oh, I can use this kind of as a mannequin. The only problem is the dress form doesn't have a head. Mm-hmm. So I can't do gas masks on it. I can't do helmets on it. Hats. Can't do hats. Can't do anything. Yeah. And I also didn't have arms, which meant I couldn't... Sleeves didn't have no, nothing to them. And I couldn't hang anything on the sleeves. Couldn't do a backpack because there's nothing holding on to it. just slides right off. Uh, it did make... Putting it together faster, the mannequins can be a real pain to get set up. I mean, you know. 
Oh, yeah, definitely. Yeah, the arms really get in the way. It takes me a while to, like, adjust and get everything right and stuff like that. For for reference, the variable body armor post, that took two and a half hours to get right. Jeez. To take it, well, because I had to take photos yeah. and set it up. The thing kept wanting to fall over. It almost knocked me out a few <laughs> times. Because um, you're down on your knees, like, trying to, yeah, trying to get the, hey, calm down, trying to get the... Um, <laughs> belt right and stuff the thing starts to twist and next thing you know he's coming down on top of me with all this weight and stuff and i'm like oh my god my girlfriend's gonna find me knocked out one of these days make a move on you yeah so this is a pg-13 uh this is a pg i mean podcast but the uh so mannequins i i recommend mannequins if you have the space that's the other thing to can consider the mannequin you have to store the mannequin yeah it's always gonna be there it's always an issue collecting no matter what no matter what you collect, it's always an issue. Yeah, uh, I need more boxes. No, you don't. No, I do. You have no space for boxes, dude. Oh, I need to organize my basement and then make sure it's nice. Yeah, and... so that box full of 200 child masks. It's 117. Um, exactly. Yeah. Wow, you're a nerd. Well, I had to find out what I got. Anyways, so besides my hoarding ways, <laughs> mannequins are great. Head forms are great. Just don't leave your masks on the head forms for we've, too we, long. We've talked about this in the past. It, yeah. you know, it's fine to a degree. Like I have my M1 right now on my mannequin. It's fine. It's not you know the liner's in good shape. It's not going to cause any major major problems. It gets rotated out. So, but those are things that consider the mannequins. I guess um, I don't know. Like there's much more to add on mannequins. It's kind of a weird no. It's kind of a weird thing because I feel like not everyone's going to need it. Real quick because I was thinking about it earlier. Handcrafting things you can yep. make like a stand out of wood i've seen a lot of people do it on Insta. yeah and it looks great it's uh, cheap it's cheap you just need wood and like you can your parents are, if you're younger and your parents won't allow you to buy a mannequin because it's kind of weird <laughs> like i can see a parent being like oh yeah, you want to do a wood crafting project yeah why not it's hands-on Nick yeah it's it. hands-on you're learning you might be able to get your parents involved like there's an element you could play it to your advantage um, you get your parents and stuff because we, we got to consider like you know we're always I'm always when I'm trying to do this I'm always going to consider like if you're under the age of 18 yeah or you don't have a lot of money how can you get around some of the stuff the lighting if you don't have a lot of money and your lighting's not good try to try to pick an outdoor area where it's obviously not going to destroy your stuff and the weather's good and stuff picked a good day that's you know that it all kind of factors in and stuff but yeah making one out of wood is not a terrible idea it's actually a great idea I've seen a lot of people do it, and it looks great. And you can do it for body armor. And not only that, the wood ones are probably a little bit more stable than a mannequin because it's designed, you're designing it in mind to hold this heavier stuff. Mannequins are not designed to hold body armor with a rucksack on the back. Yep. Uh, I mean, I found, like I said, I found out the hard way when the thing almost took me out. I'm probably so, going to find out the hard way very soon. Yeah, you're, yeah, you might have to tie that thing down to, yeah. to like, you know, have a string coming off of it. Yep. I bought sandbags. Like bags to fill up with sand, not like proper military ones, just you know, photo uh, like film sandbags to put on the base, so I can so the thing doesn't fall over on on me all the time. It only has one leg too. That's another thing to consider with the three fourths one. Uh, that only has one leg, one stand, so it twists. Mm-hmm. So that also causes issues because you're putting stuff on. Next thing you know, it starts to twist. Well, when it gets past a certain point, it's no longer stable. It wants to just eat the dirt. So yeah, my I had issues with mine when I first. Uh, well, that's why you don't really tinkered with mine, pretty much. You don't really use the stand, do you? What do you mean? Do you just have yours on the ground, or is yours got a rod running through it? Mine has a rod, so it has like a base plate, like yeah, a metallic base plate, and it's then like, you have the rod going through it. Yeah. Oh, okay. It's like right in the middle. Yeah. Okay. 
That's what I figured. That one, I wish I could have it lower because, but the way it, it has two rods that interface with each other, one that interfaces with the mannequin itself, one that interfaces with the stand. Yep. And there's a there's a point to where it can't go any further. So, uh, and the the one that connects to the stand is uh, a wider diameter than the hole that is the mannequin. So I can't oh. even just use the one to, and not have the other. At least I had a hard time with it. It's, yeah, I don't know. I might be able to take out the mechanism that screws down on it and be able to get away with it, but I don't know. I haven't messed around with it. Um, I kind of skipped this one. I kind of wanted to have it after lighting, but angles. Oh, yeah. That's a good one. So for angles, it's pretty much like a, a high angle, low angle, side angles are pretty much like the, the, the basic stuff, really. Yeah. Like, let's just take lighting, for example, pretty much. You want to take a picture of, let's just say, a mask. It's black. It's dark. And it has a stamp on there that you really can't get a good angle on it. So you take different angles, pictures of angles that you think would be a good enough picture for your pose or something like that or for display. More is better, too, when you're taking photos. Oh, yeah. So you can just go through and just, you know, be like, hey, this isn't good. So you just delete it. Yep. And you find that perfect one, pretty much. Basically, yeah. You want to take as many as you can and then go afterwards and figure out which ones are good. Um, or be a perfectionist and just nail it the first time. But I can tell you, a lot of the things you see on my Insta, I've had to take multiple, multiple, oh yeah, multiple photos to get right and stuff because something is always out of focus. Especially with the turntables. The turntables are very difficult to do. But yeah, angles. And, uh, you know, um, just keep that in mind when you're doing it. Like you said, you know, you might have to do some funky stuff, some funky setups. Use like, like I use... Um, the, the little block you see in my Insta, and I guess I didn't even think about adding this in there, little props to keep things up and, and stuff, small things. That little block is actually a is my phone case that my phone came in that I duct taped. Yeah. And it's the perfect size. It's nice and black, so it's it's kind of neutral and out of the way. And I just, I use that to stand up mass. I use that to anything, that, like a, uh, when I do the carriers and stuff to stand them up, I just put that prop it behind it. Something like that is perfect, you know? It's lightweight, so it's not doing anything to get your way it's not hard to maneuver and stuff but it, it's got enough to, to displace to keep things where you want them and stuff i guess if um if you use that prop like it's seen like it's visible all the time in your post from when it's like and it's frequent i guess it could be considered as a trademark i suppose to your account yeah maybe i've seen stuff like people post their mask and gear and stuff like that then they'll have like that little certain prop well, or just a little you know like it's a, like the corner from duke yeah. Kind of became his trademark a little bit. Yeah, that, pretty much. Because that, that was unique to him. Not saying that he has to keep that, no. but because I know he's, he's upgraded to a backdrop and whatnot. But it's just something that, like, it became kind of so, like, famous for him. And like, consistent, like you yeah, said. Yeah, consistent. Like, when you go on the wiki, the wikia for, for gas masks, that, a lot of the photos, you, you know which ones are Duke's without even seeing the, the credit because it's like, oh, yeah, it's Duke's Corner. Oh, yeah. So, yeah. It's just something to keep in mind and stuff. Um, and the same thing, like you said, it's it's anyone, anyone that has a unique backdrop. And the thing is, you don't necessarily have to have a unique backdrop. If you feel like you, you can figure out a way to do it where it's going to look good, go for it. I mean, again, like me, I'm doing a very basic, because I'm just doing white backdrop, it's very basic. It's very, like, anyone can do kind of thing. I was going to comment that, like, I, I don't like it because it's how basic it is. Yeah. No, and I, and I totally know that. I did it purposely because I wanted to keep it, I don't want to distract from what I'm showing. And I don't want to be too... Um, I can't think of a word for it, but like, I don't know, out there in your face, I guess, yeah. you know, I don't know, but I wanted to keep it as simple as possible. Cause like, for me, it's, the, I'm trying to show off the item. I'm not trying to be, you know, look at me, look at me. I have this cool thing. I'm not saying that's what people are doing when they have their cool setups. I'm just saying that like, 
I didn't want it to come off as that way, you know. That's understandable. Um, and uh, you know, w- with the angles, uh, a good tool, and you'll see some people use this, um, is turntables. Uh, I know you have no experience with turntables. Oh but, God, no. But I I remember about a year ago, maybe even more. It dawned on me that you know what's a cool way to display gas masks for for Instagram. This is before I really started posting the Instagram. I have a few posts from back then, but they're not good. And I was like, oh, you know, I could buy an electric turntable. At first, I was like, I'll buy you know Lazy Susan, as people some people call them. But um, and then I was like, but if I have an electric one, I could just have it spin, record yeah. it, and there you go. And that's that's the birth of those. And I'm not saying I'm the first person to do that, but it just for me, it was a unique idea to my brain. I just hadn't thought about it. And then I put it in action, and I think it came out pretty good. I wish I would have did a little bit better of a job uh, with those. So I apologize for them not being perfect. Um, but because, like, when I started doing the, the kits later and having the stuff laid out and then having the thing, that's such a better setup. Oh, yeah. It looks so much better. I wish I would have did that from the beginning. But uh, it's kind of hard to do because I have to pre think that one because my stuff's so packed away that I, if I don't have, I have to find the carrier. And I got to find all the extras, you know, the accessories. And it's like, oh. It's always a losing battle. It is. I have to, like I said, I have pre-plan. Uh, all those ones that were recent, I had to have everything like already out and ready to go somewhere that I can easily find so I could just swap out and stuff. Um, and, uh, but I would say turntables are definitely something to consider, something to use um, if you can. And they're cheap. The electric one is a little expensive. I spent, I think, 80 bucks on the electric one. That's not bad. But it holds, I think, up to like 60 or 70 pounds. Oh, really? Yeah. I mean, does it actually hold up to 60 or 70 pounds? Have you tried? No. You should try. I honestly don't want to find out. It doesn't sound... <laughs> you sa- should. There's a reason why those videos don't have sound. Because <laughs> it just sounds like grinding. <laughs> like that. Yeah. Just, like it's creaking, pr- all that stuff. It's pretty bad. It's not fun. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, that's why I always mute them. Um, the I have a second, ter- I have a second term table that is uh, for the mannequin that's not electric. That way, when I'm setting it up, even though he always wants to fall down because I built a second leg for him out of PVC, <laughs> but it makes it easier to just be able to spin them because once I have the backdrop up, I start putting up the lights and stuff, and I'm like, you know, it's very difficult to, to turn him on in place. Mm-hmm. Uh, that metal base plate is actually surprisingly heavy. It's not heavy enough to not let him fall over, but it's heavy enough to be a nuisance to turn. Yeah. Um, well, at least on hardwood floors like I do, because I actually scratched my floor because I didn't have any foam padding or anything like that below it. Yeah, see, a turntable would help you in that. Yeah, so I actually would... had to buy um, foam padding. Yeah. for two, you know, so you know, to show your floor. <laughs> yeah, I'm on carpet, and uh, this carpet's getting ripped up eventually. So, uh, yeah, I don't care. <laughs> it's going. Um, but I think that gets into. I think that gets into a lot of it. The the last bit I want to talk about which should take up the rest of this is um, budgeting. And, and the reason why I want to bring it up is I think it's important for people to not to worry too much about this and to do what the best that they can with what they have and not to go blow their whole budget on cool guy stuff for photography. Unless it's your thing. If, if photography is your thing, go right ahead because it will apply to other things in your life. But my, my thought process, my mentality on it is the less, the least amount of money I can spend on equipment means more money to spend on surplus. Yeah, it's true though. If I want to expand true. my collection, if I want to buy a piece, if I don't want to worry about the next thing I buy, I want, you know, unfortunately, like doing the podcast, I had to spend 
over a grand to do this podcast because I wanted to have the podcast. I wanted to be good. I wanted you guys that are listening to not have terrible audio. I wanted us to be able to hear each other across the, you know, so that we could, it, it was clear and wasn't stumbling over each other. So I went out, I didn't go like crazy. I didn't buy the best out there, but I went out and did the research and found the best budget I could get. And it still costs a lot. Like I had to buy a new laptop because um, I needed something quiet enough that we could record in the, you know, and I could have running because uh, my gaming PC is way too loud. <laughs> um, and I can't blame anyone. It was my, my fault. I built the thing. Um, but I, I never thought about it when I was building. I didn't think about being quiet because I didn't think it was going to be an issue. Yeah. Uh, and, and it was, and it definitely picks up. And you guys don't want that. But so I went out and I didn't necessarily have to do that. I could have did editing and stuff, but it made the, the whole process, whole process yeah, more painstaking just, pretty much. Yeah, it made it way worse. You, you got to do a notice profile, cancel it out yeah. and stuff. And and this worked out pretty well. But yeah, so like the less money you spend though on equipment means more money you could spend on the surplus that you want. And especially if you are on a budget, it doesn't matter if you're you're underage and you have to work, you're, you're, you're either doing chores or you're worrying, you're getting birthday money or you have a part-time job that doesn't pay that well. Or if you're an adult and you have adult responsibilities, you have a house or you have an apartment, you're paying rent, uh, you have car insurance, you have car payments. You know, obviously those things need to pay, take uh, be the first things you deal with and then you buy a surplus because it's a hobby. But the more money you're spending on equipment, the less money you're then spending on surplus, which is depleting your budget for that. And I think that's important to budget out. You know, um, we haven't, we've talked about, briefly about getting the best deals on ebay and the ebay episode we might do another whole episode on that eventually about like why it's important or like budgeting and stuff i've alluded to this a few times like budgeting and being an adult and and how it can be both great and bad at the same time um because like younger me would be like wowed by my collection you know it, I mean, same for your younger self you'd be like i don't know i could, I could probably do better I think you're fine. You got a pretty good collection. If you say so. Yeah. I could probably do better. Remember, I just know it. Well, yeah. Obviously, you want to improve it. Yeah. We've, we've talked about defining a collection to you and stuff, but um, not to call back too much to previous episodes, but these were all kind of the whole idea of these episodes, these first couple of episodes, these first few episodes, really. I like the idea of building upon the last in a way. You know, we kind of started off, what, what is collecting? Why do we do it? And we built into like buying and then preserving then researching and now we're talking about displaying for for photography and stuff i mean obviously we talked a little bit about displaying in the preserving thing because people want to display their their things and uh, obviously i have my wall of, of mass and you have your cool um world war one display in the cabinet thing yep so and we talked about that but this is more going and, it, and that actually that's another thing too if you have a really cool cabinet that has like a built-in light that, that you can use that for photography oh yeah you could you know, that's the, i mean you have a post on that and that's a really cool thing too i mean it displaying could be anything like your hanger setup your your with all your your jackets on it and stuff that's cool too and you could show that off it doesn't have to be like professional environment and stuff you don't always have to have a backdrop um it just just when you're doing it make sure like you don't have a coke can sitting in the view or something like make sure it's clean and dusted and you know that's all that that's just simple things i, I mean you don't have to go crazy not all my masks are fully dusted when they go onto the to turntable because honestly a lot of times i'm running home from work running in knocking out that to get done because it's like midnight yep and then you know i just give them a quick wipe down but those are the things to consider 
with that. And, and to emphasize budgeting again, to get back to it, you know, budget for the future. Um, and don't be, be more, I don't want to say be more worried, but be, be more conscious of getting the thing that you want when you can than worrying about having the proper equipment. Cause that will come in time. Mm-hmm. I mean, I, I, I've just, I've been one of the, I'm just a, I'm kind of a perfectionist in my own right. And I didn't want to wait around. So I just, I went out, I put it on a credit card. I bought the stuff. I, you know, I did what I needed to do to get the podcast stuff, to get the stuff that eventually be used for YouTube, to get the stuff that I currently use for Instagram. I didn't want to wait for it. I mean, I kind of ate it a little bit on, because I couldn't buy certain, I missed a lot of items. Yeah. So, and I have a decent amount of debt to deal with. But, you know, and and that's something as you get to be an adult, you got to consider uh, when you're when you're doing this, this can get expensive real quick, and you gotta pre-plan and stuff. I don't want to get this too heavy on this topic, but it's just something I think that is important. And I don't want people. I think people get. I hope people don't get too worried about it, too hung up on it. You know, especially with the photography and stuff, because I know I do. I, I, the reason why I guess I'm talking about this because a little bit of projection. Because I worry about my photography. I worry about how good it comes up. Because again, I'm not classically trained in any of this. I'm just. I have no college. Well, I have like six weeks of college, but <laughs> drop out. Um, you know, I, I only have my military training and that definitely does not apply to any of this. Um, at to least, a degree. Well, it does apply to the, the like, it applies to the use, I guess, and the, like, what I can draw from for my own experiences. But it doesn't apply to the photography, it doesn't, lighting, all that stuff. Not unless, also, you're, not unless you're a war correspondent. That's true, but no. I mean, I had a guy that tried to convince me to be, uh, to be you know, not, not like a combat photographer kind of kind of thing, going to the PR business in the army. Yeah, but I didn't want to be in anymore. So, but I had a long like two hour conversation. He's like, "You should switch over," and I'm like, <laughs> "No, nah, I don't really want to reclass. I'm good. I'm just gonna do my time and get out." But uh, you know, it's it's something to think about, and, and you don't have to be classically trained. But I will say that like there is an infinite number of resources out there, like lighting. I wouldn't followed. Oh, I can't think. Of, I think it's like Epic Light Media as the YouTube channel. I recommend it. If it, if it's that, if that's the name, I'll try to. I don't know. I can't. Rem- I can't remember. But it's a great YouTube channel. They do. It really focuses on lights a little bit on cameras. Gives you a really good idea of what you can do to just like they do like interview format too. Like they'll show you like how do you lighting for an interview, and like all the different things using natural lighting, using, um, just different lights, different, even like budget lights, like lights that they found in their, in their basement and stuff to try to like get the most out of it. Because like I, the, the first, when I first started testing photographs, I had my two lower tier lights from Amazon and I had an overhang light that my parents used for workshop. And was it correct? Yeah, it is Epic Light Media. Okay. Yeah. They're a good YouTuber if you want for, for lighting and stuff, but, um, amazing. Uh, but uh, yeah, they had this lighting that they use. It's just a clamp-on light, you know, clamp-on light that you can just slow up, show up on the wall, uh, you know. And uh, they were using it for because my parents renovated the house that I grew up in, and I just borrowed that and I just clipped it on top. And I had an overhang light because the, the two not good lights that I had were not projecting enough, uh, and it was creating this weird sharp shadows. I didn't have diffusing umbrellas or anything, and. Uh, it's just, again, it's just one of those things to think about and stuff. And, and that was the whole point of this episode. I know I kind of took over a little bit on this one, but... Oh, no worries. I think uh, when it comes to, like, thinking about it, 
I, I'm a little too intense on this stuff. I do a lot of research. That's why the YouTube's taking so long. <laughs> a lot of research, not just on the topic that I'm trying to do. Um, I'm writing scripts. I'm trying to learn how to do better at all this stuff and try to improve the workflow and stuff. I've recorded some episodes, but like they're just not to my standard. Um, so I'm going to re-record them. Um, it's kind of a fault because I always do this where I, I go overboard. But I mean, the fact that you're listening to me right now on a podcast shows that I don't go that overboard because I'm actually, you know, getting some stuff out. Yeah. Um, so, I mean, that's something to think about. So we're, I think that's, I mean, unless you have anything to add, I think we covered everything. I, I, I really don't know what to say else because I think we cover like a majority of the stuff that we actually wanted to talk about anyways. Yeah. And, and again, caveat, this is opinions. This is just stuff that we've learned. Um, I just wanted to get it out there so people had something, you know, because um, I think there's a lot of people that just, they either not thinking about it or they thinking about it, they don't know where to go. And I wanted to, you know, just pass on that knowledge. Because it's not just about research. It's not just about collecting. That's why we did the preserving history. It's why we did the eBay. It's about how to get it, how to take care of it, how to display it, how to, you know, there's so much more that goes into this. And, you know, we all learn different ways to do it or, you know, and there's a lot of crossover. And it's just good to throw it out there and, and get our ideas out there. Even if like, and the thing is, there's, there's going to be someone who's going to listen to this right now. You definitely have a better way to do it than we do. 100%. I know you have a better setup. I don't know. I'm not talking to anyone specific, but like there's someone out there that's going to have a better setup, a better idea. It's going to work better with them. You got to find what works best for you. And I know that's like kind of cliche, but that's just, you know, that's what you got to do. I'm like, I've taken inspiration and so have others from other accounts. Oh yeah. You can base it upon that, but you do something that's, you know, good for you. Yeah, it works. You don't have to like, you know, do everything like step by step of what they've done. You do something exactly. that works for you especially in the climate and stuff like that. What, you know, what, yeah, where what, you what's are. good enough for you. Yeah. And I, I also say that too. Uh, with that, it's fine to copy people. Don't be afraid that just because someone else done it, that you can't copy them. Mm-hmm. Because if they're doing something that looks good, it's fine if you do it. You know? Just don't go around, I mean, don't go around saying it's a unique idea or original idea to you because honestly, nothing really is an original idea. Like the turntable thing, it definitely is an original idea. I've seen it before. You know, the mannequin thing clearly is not original. That using wood to make a frame, not original. None of that stuff is original. You know, it's just, but they're good ideas. And if they keep showing up, clearly they're working. So don't be afraid to use them. Don't be afraid that like, oh, you know, uh, Bailey does a mannequin, so I can't do a mannequin, you know? No, go right ahead. I don't yeah. Because <laughs> like for me, it was like, I did the dress for him. Bailey did a mannequin. And then I was like, all right, now I'm going to do a mannequin. Because yeah, you stole my idea. Thanks. Yeah, exactly. Just and kidding. And, but, but the thing is, is like the, the dress for him was kind of the testing for me at least because yeah you know that's kind of what convinced you to do the mannequin yeah pretty much yeah you saw the dress form you're like wow i could do better <laughs> kind of yeah and yeah and well again the dress form was great and, and that's the thing if you have a girlfriend wife mother sister boyfriend cousin. husband cousin anyone in your family has a dress form that's not currently using it ask borrow it use it for your uniforms you know it's it won't be able to do everything, but you can do some cool stuff with it. You know, you want to show off some Alice gear, slap on a, you know, like a BDU top and throw your Alice gear on there. Yeah. Boom, bang. You got a cool post, you know, or me, throw, slap on an M1952A vest on there, some 56 gear, boom, bang, post. You know, you could, that's, that right there is perfectly acceptable 
you know, and again, like if you have a nice white background, throw it in front of the white background, you're good. You know, do what you can with what you have and then budget in stuff to make it better if you can. And just think ahead, I guess, and plan future, all that, that jazz. So I think that's pretty much it. I I think that's pretty good. Um, Again, thanks for being on and, and talking through this with me. Oh, you're welcome. You know, I know it took us a little bit to get this one going, but, you know, we had to really think about it. Um, he'll be back again, of course, because he's kind of the semi-permanent host until he leaves me. Um, for good. For, yeah, for good. No, <laughs> he's not leaving for good. I got him forever. A life contract. <laughs> um, but we'll uh, we'll sign off and uh, hopefully tune in again for another one in two weeks. So uh, see you around.